Jake Knapp is the inventor of the design sprint and the New York Times bestselling author of the book Sprint. He's also the co-founder of Character, a venture fund for early stage startups. How and why did you start using Miro? I came from this position of thinking, I don't want to be doing stuff online to thinking now when I do a sprint in person with a company, it's like, we're going to use Miro, even though we're all in the same room, because that's a better way for us to get this work done. As an investor, we're basically investing in their ability to solve problems. We're saying, we think this group of people is going to be able to solve a problem in a really great way and create value by doing it. And actually, you need to give people the tools that can help them make decisions, help them collaborate, help them visualize and see things in a different way. And Miro does all those things. So to me, at least as an investor, I'm thinking, give the team the tools that are going to help them think, that are going to make the most brighten their, their skills as smart folks. And Miro is at the top of that list. A new year is full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take care of orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Eamon, thank you very much for listening to The Hard Shoulder. Serena Bellissimo is with me, presenter of the Bellissimo Files podcast and our own Sue Murphy with recommendations of what to watch big screen and small for the week ahead. Serena, let us start with Wicked Little Letters. Actually, we have a clip. What? Are you busy? I'm just boiling an egg. Right, come on then. What? No, as in, yes, I'm busy. I'm boiling an egg. Hurry up. We've had an idea. You don't still think Rose is guilty, do you? Were you at the trial? Coming over to mine then. Now. We'll be boiling eggs. I'm not standing for it. I should think not. Come on, then. Rose is about to go down for something she didn't do. Now, I have a plan. No, sorry. F*** you, no. I won't listen to another word till my egg. Can you really not wait? You're such an energetic person, usually. That's the f***ing eggs! Mm, worth its weight in gold. Appreciated. Oh, nice. Yeah, home delivery, yeah. So um, they're talking about swearing and we're just talking about pens. We're actually talking about pens. <laughs> Somebody left a lovely pen in the studio. It's a lovely, it's a fine line, which I love. Yeah, My yeah. My favourite pens. Me too. I don't like, does anyone like the median tips? I don't no. like the median tips. They, no. You're writing, it actually makes so your I pen write I don't lovely. know how people live. I don't have a good chunky pen, oh, pen now well, when you're writing. I'm sure yeah. in the 1920s yeah. it was all about the fountain pen, like what I did there. Oh, it's really <laughs> getting us back on track. Yes. Because that's when this film, Wicked Little Letters, is set. Um, I have to say, I'm not one for period dramas. And so I judged it as soon as I saw it and went, I'm not going to like this. I was so wrong. 
This is such a fun hour and 42 minutes at the cinema. It stars... Perfect here in time. Yeah, yeah. It is. (laughs) Um, uh, Jesse Buckley and Olivia Coleman. they've reteamed. The last time they were together was in The Lost Daughter and they played the same character in that. Bit more serious. Than oh this. God, that's a really depressing film. Yeah, it's really it, good, but depressing. This is a bit more, a uh, bit more fun. Yeah. Totally different. Um, it's based on a true story. Basically, Olivia Coleman's character is this prim and proper Christian lady, and um, Jesse Buckley's character is really fiery. She's Irish. She's Rose. She tells you how she sees it, and one day. She, Olivia Coleman's character, starts receiving letters, but they're not just any letters. They are the crudest, crassest, most swearing letters you will ever find. They blame it on Rose. She sent a trial for this, and then the letters kept getting worse and worse, and then they start going throughout the community. It is so funny. How many different ways can you swear? I don't know. If you don't like swearing, this is not for you. Don't worry about the fact that it's a period drama. But the swearing is so creative. Um, And the fact that it's based on a true story, I can't believe it. And it works because of Olivia Colman and Jesse Buckley. They're brilliant together. So it is in cinemas on Friday? Yeah. And if you want just something fun, the last few weeks, Sue and I have been bringing a lot of depressing oh, stuff. Misery <laughs> oh, misery Oh, yeah. I've got another one, Sue. Sorry. Oh, well, I balanced it out. I balanced But this is just fun at the cinema. All Go right. see it at the cinema. Wicked Little Letters. It is in cinemas from this Tomorrow. Friday. Uh, Sue, you want to talk about breathtaking. Yeah, here I go. Oh, um, no. Brace yourselves, Bridget. <laughs> so... Yeah, <laughs> This uh, was on ITV, but it's gone on to the Virgin Media Player. And um, I've been talking to a few people and they've missed it. it. It was three parts. It was played out over three nights. It's Jed Mercurio, who everyone will know from Line of Duty, a brilliant writer. And he has written, and, and you're looking at me like you yeah, recognise somebody's name. No, it's your it's your one who <laughs> was married Foggett. to yes, your Anna. man. Yeah, in, in your favourite show Abbey. ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're one and your man. One. Yeah. Now, now you sound now like you, my mother. He's in. He's in. Yes. He's the Downton Abbey. Favourite show ever. Yeah. Saw, I saw the ad for it. I went, there's one from Downton Abbey. <laughs> so proud of you. Um, yeah. So she plays a doctor in it and it's actually based on a God, book. That's amazing. And she started off just as a lady's maid. <laughs> Say what happened. <laughs> Anyone could do anything. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, ah. So she plays a doctor, but the the series is actually written by a doctor with Jed Mercurio. She wrote, um, I think, Rachel Clark, if I remember her name right. Mm. Um, she wrote the book about it and it's based on her book about what happened in the days leading up to the lockdown in the UK um, and what was happening in the hospitals. And this is... now. I don't know how people feel about the COVID stuff. I think as a population, we have all blacked it out and gone, let's never talk about that again, that really dark period. And I had a real reaction watching this. I was like watching going, I don't think I can do this yet. I think this is going to be very difficult. And it really does feel like that because it's that heightened level of anxiety because, you know, this kind of, cases in the hospital they're not quite sure why people can't breathe they're trying to isolate people they're not sure if they should be isolating people they're not sure if they should be wearing uh, equipment or they're not sure if they have protection they're people who can't give CPR because they're not wearing oh. it's just all muddled nobody knows what they're doing it's yeah. been all over the place the hospitals are overflowing with patients she as a doctor can't go home to her family because she doesn't know if she's going to pass on this it's, it's just but there's a bit in it at the start and it says like 18, I think it's 20 days before lockdown is the first episode. And you're watching it and she wa- she walks into the hospital without a mask. And I cannot tell you the reaction that I had to that. I was like, oh, what is she doing without a mask? Why is she walking into that? Like, that's my reaction now. So this it's is like, too soon. Yeah, it does feel like it's, it is 
really well written and it, it kind of as it's going along and it's going through the case and it follows her it's her journey through the hospital as this is all happening it kind of says 20 days before lockdown 18 days before lockdown and mm. you get to 16 and you're already going what is going on here lockdown lockdown and then when it gets to the end of the first episode it, it says it was another 48 hours now I mean you're out of control by the end of the first episode it's another 48 hours before the UK locks down um, now it plays footage it plays footage of Boris Johnson some of the decisions he made and his ministers coming in and out cabinet it talks about some of the things that they were told in hospital about how to manage those patients you know you're, you can't ask for a COVID test from somebody there's no such thing as community transmission like all the things that we know now about COVID <laughs> it is a terrifying watch and I don't know if people are going to be ready for it and I feel in a couple of years when people go back and watch it it is a brilliant document of everything that happened and she is excellent in it like really really good in it but it's a very like I'm just warning people if you're not ready to go back there it's three Do episodes, not. did you say? Three, three episodes. So it's, it was on, on ITV, but it's gone on to the Virgin Media Player. I just checked before it came in. It's all on the player. It is yeah. called Breathtaking. Yeah. Serena. Yeah, let's get it. Ted. <laughs> Do you remember I Ted? I refused to uh, watch so this. Ted was I was in, like, no. <laughs> there was two, two Ted movies. Yeah. With Marky Mark. Marky and, Mark and Funky Bunch. Yeah, he'll And his um, Talking Teddy Bear. And this is a prequel series, is it? This is a prequel series. So the, I thought the first Ted was hilarious. The sequel... Not terrible. so much. All terrible. Do we need a prequel? Probably not, but I need a bit of a laugh. And mm. if you want crass... But then you're looking at the wrong place because it's not in Ted. <laughs> God. But it is if you want... Now, look, this isn't going to be for everyone because, again, there's a theme to my stuff this week, quite crass, um, a lot of swearing. Um, it's set in the 90s, so a lot of the stuff that... So this is, you know... Ted had been famous for a while and now he's not famous and he's living with this family and, you know, what's life like for them. Um, the, the reason why they get a lot away with a lot of the things that they're getting away with is because it is set in the 90s. If they were writing this set today, they couldn't get away with this stuff. So they're like, oh, this is what we spoke like in the 90s so we can get away with that inappropriate mm. behaviour. The dad, I don't get why the dad is so angry and why he treats his wife so poorly and why the wife puts up with it. That I don't understand. That I, was the 90s too. Yeah. <laughs> um, all dads treated their wives poorly. Yeah, it's just... Yeah. And Famously. Look, yeah. And look, there's a lot of 90s pop culture references that... We who lived in the 90s will get, but I don't know if those coming to the 90s for the first time will actually get it. What I do like about this is that... You, you mean pop culture references like Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch? <laughs> who? Oh, God. Um, exactly that. You were only doing it for this piece yeah, here, though, was, yeah? That's exactly yeah. why I was doing it. The reason why I do like this is, is it eight episodes? There's eight episodes. You can either watch them weekly, Fridays, nine o'clock on Sky Max, or, or at eight episodes are available on now now they're 30 minutes long and you don't have to watch them sequentially oh like you can they're just, just random stories yeah, you know how sometimes you're channel surfing and you're just going I know it's a thing of the past there's another 90s reference but like you're, <laughs> channel surfing. You're, you're channel surfing and you land on something and you go I'll watch it but you can't because there's a lot of backstories it doesn't matter you can sort of just watch it and laugh as I said it's not hilarious for everybody but if you're looking for an inappropriate Laugh Out Loud series, this might be it for you. The All critics right. have given it 70%. The audiences have given it 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Drive to Survive is back, Sue. Yeah, no, Season done. 6. No, oh, I'm you're so done. What? And what? I, really, like, I really, really liked yeah. Drive to Survive. I was all in. I watched three full seasons. I would often watch Formula 1 and go, I can't wait how they're going to treat this on Drive to Survive. Like, which is not the way you should be watching sport. <laughs> but I thought it was really well edited. I thought the cast of characters they got, I, I thought it was great that they didn't get Lewis Hamilton. I still feel like that was 
that was something that they did on purpose that they didn't get him for the first season and then the second season he just comes in and you're like oh great you're going to hear from Lewis Hamilton um, there is a few like there's a few interesting things that are going to happen this season I mean like Mercedes is going to collapse um, and Lewis Hamilton what his reaction is going to be around that um, but it's just just so sick of the way it's edited you know what I mean you're, you mm. know what you're going to get in every single episode you know yeah. and especially like I, I've watched a few of the Granberries now so I'm just like I kind of know what's going to happen and I'd be well aware of the sports news around it. So I'm just kind of like, how are they? Like at the first episode, they're trying to make a big deal out of Lance Stroll's thumb. He like, now, in fairness, he does have an accident and he has like surgery. But it's just like, he's back. He's back. And then I was like, oh my God, this is a bit like, they're trying, they're looking for the story yeah. to be the story of the episode. And like, but once it gets into the race, you can appreciate all the effects and, you know, how fast these guys are driving mm. and what's going on in the pits and stuff. That's all still really interesting. But, and I suppose the Christian or the thing is going to come up at some point across the, the series I haven't got there yet but I just was so t- I watched an episode and a half and I was just like I can't I just I think I'll just go back to watching Formula 1 is that not great though like that's what they want me to do they want me to go back and watch Formula 1 I am watching Formula 1 again but like mm. it just it's it's a very tired format Did you like these Serena? I didn't really get into Drive okay. to Survive. I did get into Full Swing. I thought that was good, the golf yeah. one. And there's one, I didn't like the rugby one. Okay. What was that? Six Nations. Contact or something. Yeah. yeah, full didn't contact. Didn't really get into that one. So yeah, but it's, it's the same thing. It's the same old, same old at the end yeah, of the I, day. Yeah, I loved the first couple of seasons of Drive yeah. to Survive. Why I kind of got bored of it was uh, we didn't weren't fans of Formula One at all, so we kind of watched yeah. it without knowing the ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, or we didn't know what <laughs> oh, happened. Yeah, in the there races. Were spoilers. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Whereas I'm watching it now, and I know, pff, yeah, whatever life might yeah. happen. Yeah, because people are people are yeah. aware of it. People are now paying attention. But yeah. when I was growing up, Michael Schumacher was the biggest thing ever. Like, you know, you were big fans of Eddie Irvine. There was all of that stuff that was with it. It was big, big. And those drivers really had Jacques to drive Villeneuve. those cars. Do you remember oh, yeah, Jacques Villeneuve yeah. going out with Danny Minogue? Do you remember that? Oh, Gosh. I would have no loved to that is that last in the past. <laughs> Please get up in the middle of the night and watch the ones from the other side of the world and everything. I loved Formula One. Yeah. But, I don't know. I just, right. I, I'm a bit, it's a tired format. I think I'm done with it. Okay. Very, very quick mention of This Is Me. What is it? This Is Me Now. It's Jennifer Lopez's movie of her, um, album that she released simultaneously at the same time. Massive stars in it. Jane Fonda, there's an appearance from um, Ben Affleck. There's, what's her her face? Sofia Vergara, Post Malone. This for me felt like, if you're a fan, again, you're going to love it. If you're not, it felt like, you know, one of those really deep Instagram posts where you post a hot body and then you put a a deep and meaningful caption. That's what it feels like. She gets to do all the acting she wants from sci-fi to dancing in the rain to romance to she's owning the whole thing that she loves love. Um, We are out of time, but I have to ask Sue about Married to the Game because she was so uptight about getting the names of the people in it right. (laughs) That's not fair. Never asking you. How how do you pronounce that? (laughs) I wanted to make sure I had it right and now I'm not going to say any of the names. It is dreadful. Okay. It is absolutely dreadful. I couldn't even go to the second episode. So it's just following Premier League footballers' wives. I, I, I hate ripping down women I just don't like doing it and it's just like why do I care about your shagging garden party like is it real housewives this is terrible for wags is it real housewives for wags no it's not even that interesting okay. because there's no fighting or bitching or nobody killing each other it's nothing like that like it's nothing <gasps> to keep you involved in it it's just like people running around trying to do a house party people trying to figure out what to do with their jewellery business somebody arriving on the set for Vogue and you're like am I supposed this is so boring like it's yeah. terrible I'm sorry Amazon do not watch <laughs> 
breathtaking Formula One or Marriage <laughs> is a Game all Sue's recommendations watch <laughs> Wicked Little Letters and Ted and well this is me if you're into JLo uh, Sue and Serena thank you both very much The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. 